My name is Belinda Granger and I'm the professional liaison for Challenge Family. I'm also known throughout the triathlon world as being a bit of a mother hen to the pro athletes. Of course, given the current circumstances, I've been thinking about the athletes a lot lately. So we came up with the idea of Coffee Calls with Belinda, which basically gives me and you an opportunity to check in with them all and see how they're all going. So welcome to the official Challenge Family podcast. I think it's time for a coffee. Okay, welcome back to Coffee Calls with Belinda. Um, I am here today with one of my absolute favourites. I've known her for a long, long time since she was a little girl. Um, She still is a little girl in my eyes. Uh, Welcome, Radka Carterfeld. Hi, Belinda. So great to talk to you. It's always great to talk to you. We were just, uh, when we were online before, before I started recording, we were talking about how it's always so much fun because it gives me a chance to catch up, but it also can can be dangerous because you and I, we are legitimately good friends and, and, and often you can get caught up in just talk, thinking that you're talking to friends. We're actually doing a, an official podcast, but um, lucky my podcasts are nice and casual, so you can say whatever you want. You know that, don't you, Rads? Yes, yes. It's, it's really dangerous to talk to, to you know, <laughs> to realize that it's going to the whole world, not just to <laughs> not you. Just me. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I love it. Um, but Rad can look. I have known you. I was thinking about it. Now, I've known you since you were very, very young. I think we worked it out that you early 20s at least when I first met you. And I think I first met you at the Laguna Phuket Triathlon um, in Phuket, Thailand. Um, yes. And, and I remember you really were young. Uh, you'd been in the sport for a little while by then. How many years had you been in the sport when I actually first met you all those years ago? Oh, yeah, when, when we met yes. around the 2005, I think. I think if- it was, yeah. Yeah, I, well, in triathlon, I was then maybe f- just for two years oh, so you when had, I met you. Okay, so, so you, hadn't, I was, you hadn't been in it that long? No, not that long, but I actually thought I, I'm really experienced by then. <laughs> <laughs> and so but it was my first, like, non-drafting race, uh, so that okay. was, like, new for me. And um not sure, I think I was on a road bike, well, which which didn't matter, that, that um no, that Laguna course is, course is so hard. So yes, yes, exactly. It's good for road bike. And of course, yeah, but it I, it still feels like it was not long time ago f- to me when I met you there. No, but <laughs> well, when you think it's fifteen years ago, exactly. It's I, it is fifteen years ago. So I've been going back to Laguna Phuket Tri for about fifteen or sixteen years now. Um, so crazy to think. And I know you've yeah. been going back year after year. T- you too. You you realized pretty quickly that it was a race that you wanted to get to the start line of every year. It was a pretty cool oh, it's, race. It's it's an amazing race, and I'm I'm jealous. You get every year. Yeah, it's your birthday there, so you get a cake there as well. Exactly. And <laughs> you know, it's the I'm best just, place to celebrate your birthday. Oh, absolutely. And I'm just praying that we get to go back this year. Obviously, the race is uh, November. The race actually falls on my birthday weekend. So my birthday wow. is the 20th of November. I turn 50, but don't tell anyone that. Uh, and I think the, the race is on the 22nd or 21st or 22nd of, of November. So I really hope that it does go ahead this year. But yeah, who knows? We'll have to We'll have to wait and see, I think, on that one. Yeah, fingers crossed. It would be amazing to celebrate your 50th. But don't worry, I, don't, I won't tell anyone the age. It's just between yeah. me and you. Just between the two of us. I like it. Thank you, Rad. You're a good friend, Radka. You're a good friend. <laughs> now, of course, all those years ago, Rads, you were doing uh, a lot of ITU racing, like you said, a lot of draft legal. Uh, that was your focus, was Olympic distance racing. I don't think you'd even done any longer distance. I think 
Laguna Phuket was the longest distance you'd done when you came the first time? Yes, um, but it's not that uh, long distance. It was It's a 55k bike ride, is it? Or 60? I think 55. Yeah, 55. 55, yeah. And it was my longest. Yeah, I, I remember I was thinking, wow, what should I eat during such a long ride? <laughs> it's just, you know, 15k longer than the Olympic distance. Yeah, oh, but then crazy. they stepped it up like couple of years later, it was a 70.3 or half Ironman distance. It was too, that's and, right. And I was like so sad. I'm like, it's no way I can ever ride that far. And then uh, my my ex-coach was like, in 2008 or, yeah, I think, when when was the half distance there? It was around I, I, there, maybe 8 just, to 10, yeah. 2010, around that just time. Con- yeah, he just convinced me to try it and I remember I had so much food on the bike for me <laughs> and I'm laughing when I think it's like a half half distance race it's you know you don't need much <laughs> no I mean you're so I mean that's your forte now half distance is you know you're one of the world's best over that distance so I'm sure you could get through a half now with hardly any food if you if you had to yeah actually it's it's funny because I for the first time in in my racing career I dropped my nutrition in in Wanaka not everything, but I, I lost uh, a gel, so, so I so didn't have bu- much there, and I still survived. New Zealand roads, you know. They're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're bloody awful. Uh, sorry for all the Kiwis oh. out there, but your roads are atrocious. <laughs> no, we it was it was actually good fun. <laughs> yeah, of course it's, it is. Uh, Challenge Wanak is one of the most beautiful races that I've ever had the pleasure of of attending, and that's another race that I continue to go back to year after year because it really is. Unbelievable, and even more unbelievable this year, Rad, because it's looking likely that it's one of the only races that actually got to go ahead. I know, and I'm really, really lucky that I got to race there because I would be now sitting here without any races done, and it was an amazing race, and I I got a really nice coffee cup from there, and I'm actually drinking coffee out of it now. Oh, that's <laughs> so unreal. I've got it's that, a nice memory. I've got that coffee cup too. It is pretty cool. No, that's, it, it really is a terrific race. And, of course, Radka, just going back to Challenge Wanaka, obviously you won the race there earlier this year, which was a fantastic race. And then, obviously, the plan was to step up and do your very first uh, full-distance race at at Ironman New Zealand. Um, Talk us through what happened. I know that you uh, were sick. You didn't realise. I don't think you realised just how sick you were. So just talk us through um, so our listeners can know exactly what happened to you uh, at Ironman New Zealand. Yeah, it's it feels like ages ago, but I guess it's 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 just three uh, two three months, two months ago. Um, yeah, I was I was ready and I was really excited to race my first um, full distance in in a special place in New Zealand, Taupo, and um, yeah, I guess um, we are parents, yep. <laughs> and we have Ruby in a daycare, and um, we've learned a big lesson because. One week before the race, um, the daycare announced that they have a hand, foot, mouth disease in, mm. in the kindy. And so I picked Ruby up and she was not feeling well one afternoon, but we were like, oh, next day she was fine. And we were like really happy because we just wanted to go as a whole family to New Zealand and she was fine. So we were like, good, lucky we didn't, you know, didn't, didn't interfere anything with, with our plans. And, um, yeah. Uh, one day before the race, I started feeling really weird, mm. and then the race morning, I had blisters all over my hands wow. and feet, um, and 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 I realized I have hand, foot, mouth, which 
<laughs> I got from Ruby, which oh. was really disappointing. But I didn't know how bad this disease no, can be. No, how severe could be. That's right. Exactly. It, it, I, I still thought when I woke up, I'm like, oh, surely. I, I mean, it's going to be painful to hold the bars, but swim will be fine. And, <laughs> and do you know with typical the... Athlete, typical athlete. I'll be fine. It'll be okay. It'll be all good. And then, and then I thought, you know, always the adrenaline, you, you don't feel pain. That will be fine. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't think, you know, it. the disease is not just the blisters. It's, no. it's in your body. Yes. And I had nothing in me. I, no. The swim was the hardest I've ever done. I, I I swam like it would be an Olympic distance sprint in somewhere in Nusa Tri. Mm. I felt like, oh my god, these girls are smashing it, and, and I was I wasn't even at the front. No. And then the run to the transition area on a rough road, no shoes and the blisters. I oh, I just would have hurt so much. Oh, it was horrible. But it, the the most painful was that I basically was disappointed in me and. Didn't want to disappoint my family and and all my friends and sponsors, but it was not nothing I could do. No. It was out of your it control. Was hard to, yeah, yeah, out of the control. The only thing we can control with bread, we were like, okay, next time we know. Two weeks before a big race, Ruby's not going to kindy. <laughs> and, <laughs> she can, and, she's coming out. <laughs> Take her out of kindy. She, sure enough, we came home from New Zealand and everywhere, everything was upside down and, and everything is shutting down and we took Ruby out of kindy and she's, she hasn't been there since, um, because we just don't want to risk anything and getting sick. No, <laughs> I yeah. understand. Oh, look, yeah. and I, I think the biggest thing too, Rads, is, it was your very first go at the full distance. I think not only the expectations that you and Brad had, but I think the expectations that the rest of us had because we were, I think we were all so excited to see how you were going to go because, I mean, I know personally that I couldn't wait because I know what a fierce competitor you are, what a fantastic athlete you are. So I was actually probably just as excited to see how you were going to go as you were. Um, yeah. So it's tough. That's a really tough um, uh hand to be dealt at your very first one and then of course now with the outbreak of corona and, and all of us not knowing when the next race will be yeah that's that's the other tough. thing we yeah straight after the race we were like well where's we didn't know one? how where's the next one yeah where's the next one <laughs> like brad just like quickly signed me in for south africa and then oh if that doesn't work out we can do texas or this and all these plans but one week later everything cancelled so yeah. Oh. But, but, yeah. but speaking of it, and you're dead right, I mean, the disease you did have, it, it doesn't affect your immune system. Um, and I'm sure if you had have taken, if you were able to take your heart rate that morning uh, and, and your temperature, you would have probably realised just what sort of a state you were in. And it certainly wasn't in a state to, to undertake an Ironman. But, I mean, of course, we can look at that now. But on race day, I think you're just so focused on on the job at hand and something that you trained for for so many months that you're like, no, I'm, I refuse to let this get in the way. But you were saying to me you've only just really started to get over it, like completely over it. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's true. Um, it 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 really took it its tool. Um, uh, I I felt really bad for for a long, long time. time yeah. um, and and like you said, watching the heart rate, it it actually helped me as well because I had normally, you know, when when I wake up, I have I have this polar watch and it monitors my sleep, and normally I have around fifty um, 
what is it, beat per minute yep. heart rate yep. overnight. And, and I was like 60, oh, 59 wow. and stuff like that for, for okay. like three weeks. Okay. So it was completely out. So I felt like the whole day just want to sleep. And, and the other thing was in my head, I'm like, no, I got to push through it. It's, it's just mentally or something. And I was like really strict at me until um, I talked to Dr. Kate and, and she was like, oh my God, don't mess with it. No. This, this is serious and the, like it could get bad. So well, then I listened a, and really end. took it easy. Well, it can end up with a, a severe case of chronic fatigue. And of course, you're talking about Kate Gazard, who is an absolute legend. Uh, she's helped many a professional triathlete up here uh, on the Sunshine yeah. Coast. Um, can't say enough good. She's actually helped me quite a few times too. She's a, she's a wonderful She's amazing, yeah. yeah. She helped me and Brad so many times yeah, yeah she, she's she's great i think we've all got a, we've all got a kate gazard a dr kate gazard story which i think is very cool and of course kate kate gazard's very good friends with leander cave that's how i first met kate through leander so um yeah wonderful oh, nice. wonderful lady yeah. and smart as a smartest woman i know i think yeah yeah, and yeah she and you know she got onto case you know straight away she, she just like you know yeah, yeah. You know, when she thinks you need a MRI, she just books you in, even no if there's around. no place. That's right. well, <laughs> yeah, because she's no... an athlete herself and she understands she... that this is your profession and that you don't have weeks yeah. to spare, that you need something diagnosed now um, and they need to get to the bottom of something now so that you can start working on recovery. And, yeah, I, I love that about her. And she's, she's um, yeah. yeah, as I said, a lot of the athletes up here see Kate on a regular basis. Now, Yeah, and, and be- because she's a sport doctor, she – knows that we really want to do some training but if she says not don't do don't, any then you then, know, then don't I, do any yeah. I believe you're gonna listen to her that's right yeah, that's if, right you don't muck around if, with, with her with if, if normal to... doctor says take it easy you just keep training you know, because it doesn't whatever. mean anything <laughs> exactly <laughs> I think we're all guilty of that Reds yeah. oh it's funny now Red, you um, are coached so speaking of you are coached by your husband Mr Brad Carterfield who himself yes a phenomenal athlete of course Retired from triathlon now, but is still a very, very keen uh, marathon runner. And, of course, mm-hmm. his plans got thwarted this year as well. Uh, he had quite a few oh, yeah. marathons that he was – and big marathons that he was um, going to try and do. And, of course, now he can't. Um, so what's it like, first of all, for our listeners, what's it like being coached by your husband? And you can be honest here, Radka. Um, and how is it all going? Um. I can be honest, he's just sitting behind me doing training programs <laughs> for all the athletes. But <laughs> Damn, I was hoping he wasn't in the but room. He, actually, he doesn't hear your um, question, so oh, I, can, I can talk whatever I want. That's right, he now, won't know. I have to say, it really works uh, perfectly. Um, I I know it can be difficult in some... There's many uh, husband, wife, coach, uh, yeah. athlete combinations in the world, but... Um, Sometimes it works, sometimes not. And I think we are the lucky ones because it works perfectly for us. Yeah. I'm really happy that uh, we have done it like we did it. And um, Brad is really good in in wearing two hats. He's the strict coach and he's the, the husband when I need someone oh, to talk that's to. That's right, when you, need a, when you need a shoulder to cry on. or Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if he, sometimes I feel like he has the head coach too long on, I'll just have to... Ask him to, him a, a gentle, I want to talk a to gentle the husband? reminder. A gentle reminder. Yeah, yeah I know, I know. That's good. Yeah. And then and the good thing is now when we have Ruby, um, sometimes I just, you know, 
take too long to get out for the training and play with her or do stuff with her and <laughs> have excuses why not to go just yet and he puts the coach head on and said yeah, just no, just go get out there and do it yeah yeah <laughs> and it's it's funny because ruby's two and four months now and she just picks up his his uh you know talking to me and now when i say i'm going for a swim she's just like go mommy go go now it's like <laughs> it's like so your little, your little assistant coach right there she is a little, yeah and now when i come back she's like go ride go swim she's checking <laughs> Like the coach. <laughs> it's so cute. Love it. Oh, that's unreal. And I must admit, you know, obviously in, in the environment that we're all living in right now where we are, you know, all around the world, we're in different phases of lockdown. And, and of course, I use the word, the term lockdown, you know, fairly um, casually in Australia because we really aren't in a proper lockdown. Not not yeah. when you can you compare us to, say, Italy or Spain or even um, New Zealand, Um We've been fairly lucky, particularly as athletes. I mean, okay, there are no pools uh, open, but, you know, where we live in Queensland, you're down on the Gold Coast, I'm up here uh, on the Sunshine Coast, it's still 24, 25 degrees in the water. We're allowed to swim at the beaches. You're allowed to run where you like. You can ride where you like. So it's been quite easy, so to speak. However, motivation is tough, don't you still think, because there are no races to focus on. So do you find that it's great having Brad there 24-7 to help provide that motivation when it gets a little low? Yeah, definitely. The motivation is so important. Like, I think in everyone's life, the motivation is important. But for me, particularly, I I just, you know me. And mm. I, I have, you know, a race scheduled every second week. Yes, exactly. And I, I, live, I live for it yes. because I, I train, then I love the taper, and then I love the recovery and then I'm ready to Back go to again, go again. And, yeah yeah absolutely and now, yeah and now having no date locked mm. in it's it's tough so you have to you have to have different I guess goals and different challenges so we go from day to day and I have different goals now it was uh you know a few weeks ago the goal was the easter bunny for ruby now it's the potty training ah, yes, <laughs> now yes. we're growing cucumbers in the garden that's awesome nah. yeah. <laughs> i love it but uh. yeah i i'm just yeah so race motivated but there is none and um you have to find something different and something else to look forward to but like you mentioned we are so lucky here um because this is a lockdown, but it's almost like a training camp for the whole Australia because everyone who goes out has to exercise. Exercise, that's right. Don't you think? Yes. It's, it feels like the whole of Australia. Every every man, dog, woman, child uh, is now in training for something. I don't know what, yeah. but they're in training. Yeah. I, I just went uh, this morning for a swim, open water swim, and there's like a really old lady with a dress walking, but she has running shoes on. So it's like, it's so funny. <laughs> It's just everyone training. <laughs> well, look, you know, Raka, I, I, honestly, to stay sane and to stay positive, I always say as long as we can take away, and I used to say this as a, but, but at, in a race situation as well, as long as you can take just one positive thing away from a shitty experience, and let's face it, this coronavirus is, is horrible for, for so many reasons, um, as long as we can take one positive away, and if that positive is that, you know, our country becomes a fitter and healthier country as a whole, well, then it's a then it's a good thing, and and I think for all yeah. of us to stay uh, sane, we need to have something positive to look at coming out of all of this. Yeah, I think 
I was actually thinking about this positives uh, yesterday, and I, I, because my my motto is that everything bad is good for something, yeah. and yeah. I found quite a few things. What's good, like it's good for the nature. Yeah. It's good for some couples. I talked to friends who, you know, both are really busy working, and they basically meet each other just on the weekend. Wow. And yeah. now they have time to do stuff together. You know, and they they enjoy the life again. And um, the other thing is, after the lockdown, everyone will appreciate little things like going to the park or playgrounds or catching up with friends. We will appreciate all the (laughs) races, the briefings, you know, handshakes. Yeah, everything. Things and, that we took um, for granted, or that we even even yes. things that we might have thought were a waste of time, or not even worth thinking about, or just our our God given right, which I'm sick of hearing that because you know what? It's it's not our God given right, and you're dead right. Yep. Now we are yep. little things like going to the coffee shop and and having a coffee. It it's it's a big yeah. deal, and yeah, I, I totally yeah. agree with you there. And I, I think people have had to take a step in some t- cases three or four steps backwards and just really look at at the simplicity yeah. of life exactly and i think it helped forced. yeah it helped so much uh, i think every single person slowed down you have more time and you you realize how important is your family friends yeah you had time to do you know clean up your house you found lots of things uh, you know all these things i think that's that's very positive as well it is and, <laughs> and and one more thing, yeah. I think after this lockdown, every single parent will love teachers yeah. because <laughs> yes. I agree. they realize how hard it is. <laughs> oh my god! Not, like we have, you know, even even our family, Brett's family, they have kids who already have to go to school, and they're like, oh my god, these teachers, they deserve a gold medal, and they have so much patience. And well, yes, exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah. No, I, so, I agree. Um, I, I, I know up here in Queensland, obviously, with schools, um, it's supposed to only be uh, children of, of essential workers. Um, but schools are open, um, but not all the, uh, not all the school children are back yeah. at school yet. And I think, uh, yeah, there are many parents out there just counting down the days to when it is properly open for all students to go back to school. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, and then the other thing is, once the plane will be flying, I'll be so happy to like, I don't know. I, I, I used to look forward to flying. And then when I got older and with Ruby, I was not very a big fan of flying or traveling. No. And now I can't wait. Oh, <laughs> I no. can't wait to just to go and to visit my family in Europe and, you know, to be able to go to races and stuff like that. It is funny. And, you know, I, I'm like you, obviously I travel for a living as well. Uh, working events and I I must admit January, February, March I'm always keen as beans to get on that plane through the middle parts you know June, July, August it's like yeah it's good but I'm not really looking forward to the travel of course I look forward once I'm at the the race and then by the end of the year I just even the sight of an aeroplane makes me sick but I've said to Justin I will never ever think like that again even when I hear a plane in the sky we went for a ride today and I actually heard a plane in the sky I'm like is that a plane? Because I'm so used to not hearing them at the moment. So it's, it is quite strange. It really is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Now, speaking <laughs> about your family and, um, going overseas, which of course you cannot do right now. Rads, is this the first time ever that there is a high possibility that you will not see your mum and your sister? So your family in an entire year? 
I don't, yeah, that, yeah, yeah that happened. would be definitely the wow. first time. Yeah, because we would always come for the European summer there, yeah, or back back few years ago, at least for Christmas time or something like that. But this year, we really can't plan. It's. I just talked to them yesterday, and it's quite sad because. We kind of are lying to each other, saying it will be soon, <laughs> but we don't know. We don't know. I it's know. like, yeah, mm. um, yeah. Who knows? And that must um, be—it must be really hard on your mum too. Obviously, not just because she misses you, her daughter, but because her, her grandchild Ruby. You know, she's missing out on precious time to see Ruby grow up. And this is yeah. in an age where they are learning new things all the time. And I know when I next see Ruby, she's going to have changed so much from the last time I saw her. Um, because that's yeah. what happens at that age. They just change so quickly. So it must be really tough on your mum as well. It It is. Um, and she's really scared that I will um, stop talking to her in Czech and then she won't be able to understand. But oh, every time oh. we do a Skype call, oh. I have to assure you, look, talk to her and she will understand. She understands Czech, but she just replies in English now okay. because yeah. she realizes that talking to someone here in Czech doesn't, doesn't really help. It doesn't really help her. She's not, she doesn't get too far with it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's really interesting. So, so do you, do you make sure that you do talk, talk quite a bit of Czech to Ruby on a daily yeah, basis yeah. or? Yeah. Yeah. When I'm on my own with her, then I talk to her in Czech and it, it's amazing. Yeah, she she still understands everything, but she replies to me in English, which is so funny. Yeah, okay. It's no, like I still think it's amazing how how they can pick it up so quickly. It's crazy. Uh, it's unbelievable. Yeah, and now she, I think she has, uh, like, she knows sometimes if I can't recollect the word in English, she knows it, and then looks at me like, oh God, Mom, that's this or whatever. It's <laughs> oh, hilarious. So funny. It's oh, funny. Ah, uh, yeah, she's she's a character, right? I. I'll still never forget that time when we were in a race in the Philippines um, and with Carol and Stefan's little boy and uh, Ruby chasing Xander. Yeah, Xander. And uh, Ruby chasing Xander around and around and around and Xander didn't know what was going on and he was scared. <laughs> it was hilarious. She's such a boss. She's just, um, I don't know, 10 days or a week younger than Xander and she's such a boss. And, yeah, Caroline just recently t- told me that Xander is still scared of Ruby. <laughs> Actually, it'll be really interesting to see when they next meet up again. Um, just yeah. how Xander, whether he'll he will remember. Oh, that's that crazy little girl that was chasing me around the room. Oh. No, he wouldn't remember. But they they are old enough to go for a bike ride together are on they? a pre bike oh. or something. <laughs> they are too. No, look, I keep in contact with Caroline fairly regularly as well, and you know, I know down in Port Macquarie, and it's been you know tough for them as well. Um, and yeah. She's just basically looking after Xander 24-7 now as well and doing what she can. Um, yeah. But, yeah, we often talk just to catch up. And it's crazy because she actually came up and stayed with Justin and I here and we got to see them. This is before it all shut down. And when it happened, I just took it for granted. I said, yeah, you come up, stay for the weekend, whatever. It's no big deal. And now I think about yeah. it and I'm like, oh, I sh- you know, why didn't she stay for longer? And you know, yeah, none of us could yeah. know that that was going to be one of the last times. That, of course, with no one it's, being able to travel more than fifty kilometers, um, it's yeah, it's quite, crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's unreal. Yeah, I, yeah. I still we, don't even think we about play, it. No, no. Well, before Easter, we were like, we we're going to definitely come to Easter to Wagga to yes, celebrate with yeah. with Brad's family. Yeah. There's like a huge family, and and uh, I, I just mentioned like, what if the borders? Like, we'll be close. Mm. It's like, no way, it never happened. And then it happened. <laughs> it happened. 
And we had we had actually a Zoom call with the whole family because that was the only thing we could do. I tell you, thank but God yes. for Zoom. What would we have done? I think everyone, I think every single person I know, even my mum is now doing Zoom yoga. But I wouldn't have survived. You know, I've got my Zoom F45 classes that I do at least four times a week uh, and then wow. Zoom calls with friends. Um so yeah, it's crazy. That that honestly, if we could have known what was going to happen, to get shares in Zoom or in Netflix would have been the two best yeah. two best business decisions ever. I think that's that's right. Yeah, I've heard that Zoom is like now really like the person who has Zoom is so rich now yeah. because it, it's just like every every single one downloaded it. And yeah, oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, but um, talking yeah. about. Brad's family down in Wagga. Obviously, I know you've you've spent quite a bit of time with Brad and his his extended family down in Wagga, which is great because then obviously with training it becomes a bit easier because you know if you've got Brad out on a session you can always leave Ruby with a grandparent. But right now yeah. you guys are based on the Gold Coast, um, and it really just is you, Brad, and Ruby. So, what's the dynamic like there? How does that work when you know you want Brad to be out on sessions with you to see how you're going, but someone's got to look after Ruby as well. Yeah, that's why, yeah, to have family around us is, is such a huge help. And when, mm-hmm. when we get to go to Woga or to Europe to with be with my mom, we do the most of it so we can do some sessions together and it's for us like Christmas. Yes, I bet, I bet. <laughs> so, um, well, now it's, um, myself on the training, uh, alone or Brad on his own. Uh, but sometimes, you know, when I ride in the garage, of course, Ruby's there yeah, yeah. drawing something on a board and Brad <laughs> is fixing something so we are together all together or we can um, one of us is riding a commuting bike with a baby seat and the other is running oh, so okay. sometimes we can do that and um now we were doing for example when I was doing open water Brad comes with Ruby to feed the fish when I swim and so at least we do something together. a little bit together yeah, and there, yeah. Oh, that's perfect so you yeah. you've got it fairly well worked out which is fantastic because I yeah I honestly uh you know what we don't I don't have kids and I find it hard just to organize myself of a morning so I always <laughs> I, I always look at awe in awe at all the parents out there that are able to uh get out there and get training done and do it all uh with no help yeah. from family or from nannies and you don't have a nanny um as you said no. it's just no. you and Rads that brings me to another because I love when we travel together to races because I see you with Ruby, with the bike, with the stroller, with all your luggage. You you don't ask for any help. You don't you don't need help. You you are a, a one woman show. Um and you seem to be able to manage it so beautifully. I have a hard time just getting my luggage to the airport on my own. Yet you've got all these other things going on. And I always I remember when you first did it, when I first saw you travel with Ruby to a race on your own and you had no help, you had no one with you. And I just thought, oh, Radke's going to have a terrible race this weekend. How can she possibly be in shape or recovered just from the travel alone? Yet I think that first race you won um, and you took yeah. it all in your stride. And I know we dropped Ruby off that morning at um, at the, the people that were going to be taking care of the Ruby, nanny. the nanny. Oh, and yeah, I just yeah, remember, yeah. honestly, I still think about it now and it just I shake my head because that was it was truly phenomenal. And I think you've just, you've got the right attitude, yep. Yeah, I think the, that was the first year with Ruby because she was a really little baby who didn't move and didn't run away. <laughs> true, that's I mean, true. <laughs> so that, that made it way, way easier. 
I mean, I was really lucky. She was a healthy baby, happy baby. So it was manageable. But when I think about it now, I I think maybe I was crazy <laughs> to do it on my own. Well, we all thought you were, but that's okay. <laughs> but I, I have to say that basically the race felt like a holiday because you did all the hard work around, you know, organizing everything, the travel, the packing, the breastfeeding, the expressing and everything. Then when the race was, you, you had four hours for yourself without any stress. You had time on your own. That's right. It's like a a spa day. Fantastic. Yeah. 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 So, um, that, that was 2018 and it was possible. But in 2019, I, I went to every single race with bread. Uh, or oh, except of Geelong in February where Brett's parents came to help me, but it wouldn't okay. be possible without help. Um, because, you know, the, the one, one plus year old, they want to already run around and do things and they don't sleep that much. No. <laughs> so it's, it's really, it's really impossible to do it, uh, as one person, unless you are not, not a good mom, I think. Yeah, <laughs> you need, absolutely. you need, you know, they need some, some fun time to, so. To let loose. And I mean, we, I mean, you are definitely lucky. Ruby's a beautiful, beautiful young girl. And she's, I mean, I'm no expert, but she's not, she's not a difficult child. But yeah, she is at a stage now where she needs to get, where she is moving around and it would be impossible for you to, to do it on your own right now. So thankfully you have Brad, which is great. And we love seeing Brad at yeah. the races anyway. So it's, it's a bonus for us all. Yeah, it's great. And then it's the best is, when uh, when I can finish and, and see them there waiting at the finish line, both when I see both happy, then it's great. Yeah, absolutely. sometimes sometimes Ruby is not polite enough and she sleeps during my run. Which... <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "Mom, you're taking too long. I'm exhausted." Yeah, where are you? I'm gonna sleep. <laughs> oh, I love it. And yeah. and honestly, um, talking about racing, and you've mentioned it before, you definitely are a racer as opposed to a trainer. Now, that's not to say that you don't train well because we know you do. Um, you're as tough as nails. Uh, and what I've always loved about you is that if, it's, if, if you have a training session to do, then that's what you do. You don't, you don't try and get out of it. You don't try and change it. If, it. if you've got a session that's set out, even if you look at it and go, oh, this is going to really hurt today, you get on with business because you know that's what you need to do. And, and the reason Brad's written that session is because that's the session that's going to make you a better athlete. And I think you have the same attitude when you race because I don't think I've ever seen you enter a race and only give 60%. It's always, I'm here to race, I'm here to do the best I can do, and you do it a lot. You race more than any other athlete I know, and your consistency yeah. is amazing. So is there anything you can put that down to? Do you think it is just your mental tenacity here? Um, I think it's, it's a bit of both. I mean, when I race, I really want to do the best. Um, it, it was, it used to be racing just for myself, but since Ruby was born, yeah, okay. I feel like a responsibility and, you know, my child is there with me. I, I take her, you know, for a long, long flight and I just don't want to travel somewhere that far and then not give it a hundred percent. So I had, some races in the last two years when I was like thinking, oh my God, that's going to be a really bad race. That's, I, I shouldn't have done this one. But then I just pushed through it and it always turned out to, you know, the, the race is long enough to change. It, like yeah. the situation can change. So every time I was like, oh, I'm so happy I fought through this and 
and then it feels even better that you didn't give up. No. So. And I must admit, I could probably, since I've known you since those early 2000s, I could probably count on one hand the races where you may have finished somewhere where you weren't particularly happy with. But for the majority of the races, Rads, you are either on the podium or in number one spot, which is crazy to think. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's been really good and um, I'm definitely not complaining. But it's, it's hard work and I think um, the motherhood um, makes you tougher, tougher or... Yeah. Or makes you realize, maybe the whole pregnancy makes you realize if you really still want to go back and race. So when I was pregnant, I knew I want to get back because I loved it and I missed it. A lot. So, yeah. 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 So then when you're getting back, it's it's tough and some days you don't sleep. And if you wouldn't love the sport, it would be so easy to just say, oh, I can't. Forget because, it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. then because you love it, you make everything possible to be able to at least go for an easy jog. And usually, it, actually, the body is, is miracle. It's, yeah. it's magic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it always somehow turns uh, usually around that you can actually do a session or, or something. And do you so, find now, Rads, since you've given birth, that your injury, you've, you're getting less injuries than you used to? I mean, I don't, I don't recall you getting injured a lot, but I certainly know that you did, you have had injuries in the past. Um but I just can't, I'm trying to think of, of any injuries you've had since giving birth to Ruby, and that's why I think you've been so consistent because apart from this latest foot and mouth, which we know why that happened, yep. Um, yep. you've been consistently fit, healthy, and uninjured. Is that correct? Yeah, it, yeah. yeah it's true. Um, I haven't been sick or injured since I had Ruby. I, I was not injured too many times. No, no. But, but I don't know, it's maybe... <laughs> the maybe the regime you have to hold with the baby like you know you eat kind of correctly because you want to be an example to the baby, baby yeah yeah and, and things like that but also smart training like we do a lot with Brad like we we're trying to have a good balance of of recovery and of hard sessions and easy sessions and and the life and work uh, balance, uh, how you say it? Yeah, like, yep, uh, like, yep, work yeah. and life balance. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and and I think with the with the having a child or having a family, it it make, does a lot because I think I don't even know, but my best recovery days are when I'm actually going. Well, I have to go outside with Ruby and play, play with, with her, her. and that's, yep. and she makes me, you know, to chase her on the beach or. Even she makes me to climb up the slide, go with her, and it's almost like a yoga thing. To fit Active in. recovery, I love it. Yeah, like we built her little house here at home uh, out of my wheel boxes, and and I I, I thought it's going to be for her, but she invites me, of course, to of course, come to, go to visit her. I like that, love it <laughs> for coffee. <laughs> so you get to squeeze in, and then she wants to close the door, and you have your legs there, and you have to put them. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to cross them, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're getting a little bit of, so, of stretch, of good stretch class in at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, right. I love it. <laughs> I love it. And I suppose you don't have time. I know as athletes, we're always wanting to do more rather than less. Whereas I think yeah, now with a child, you know, less less is more. Um, yeah, and I think yeah. that's actually a good thing when it's forced yeah, on and, and there's no time to overthink. Like you said, I no. do whatever Brad gives me for session, and there's no time to sit around and 
look at the program saying try and change it yeah. times <laughs> exactly oh, no you have this time you go out and don't even think just do it just and get come it back. done yeah no I, yeah. You, you hit the nail on the head I, I totally agree and and you know I look at so many of our mothers around the world like Meredith Kessler um Beth McKenzie uh, even Michelle Vesterby now Rennie and you're all the same um it's it's quite interesting to see uh, all all women that I've just mentioned are all still racing so well and you all have young kids um, and you every time I see you you just look like absolute powerhouses fit healthy I mean you're like yeah. you're like the pin-up women of of of, oh, yeah. of, of new mums I love it <laughs> yeah you mentioned Meredith now we, we met in uh, Challenge One and it was so good yeah. to to see her and and uh you know Mac and and just kind of talk like the mum athletes yes. so different talk oh, than than yeah. with the nor- non, normal athletes. Non, yeah, non, non, the non-mum non athletes. Like the, we exchanged all the experience, what we do and what we not to do, and and it's 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 great and it's it's funny that you know at some briefings or pre-race interviews, there's sometimes more mums than uh, non-mums. Oh, and, and I love it. It's true. It's great. And and, yeah. and still racing with you know against and and with the best in the world and um i i we've got it obviously it's mother's day coming up um soon um i know it's mother's day here in australia i'm assuming it's mother's day everywhere else but i I never get that right i know it changes i'm not sure if it's mother's day in europe but i think they they have it as well yeah i think europe does i think maybe america is the only place that might be the u.s that might be a little different but uh obviously we want to we want to celebrate mother's day with challenge family and I was just going through thinking oh well I might be able to think of one or two and I started writing down the list I'm like my god these are all amongst the best athletes in the world it's ridiculous so yeah it's amazing it's amazing yeah it is now um, and I'm really sorry no what was that yeah I'm really happy to see that you know people realize that to be a mum doesn't mean you're done no that's right that's right it doesn't mean your life's so important or that your life has to that your life has to drastically change and aren't there yeah. that, you, that you you can still do what yeah, you, you need to do and do it well. Yeah, you have to be more flexible and there has to be definitely some sacrifices. Don't forget about movie days or stuff like that, but <laughs> yes. you still can be a good athlete. <laughs> but don't you feel that those – so you just mentioned then, you know, you have to be more flexible and, and there has to be sacrifice. For an, for an athlete at an elite – not even just an elite level, of any level, particularly when it comes to long course racing – uh, don't you think they are two perfect attributes to have? And, to, and if you are, if you can perfect those, I, I just think it's going to make you a better athlete anyway. I think it works yeah, in, in your favor. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, we had a with my lift team, with my sponsor, we had a um, a call, Zoom call Zoom with call, a, yeah. a psychologist, um, and he he said actually that there was a research and the best athletes on the top. I don't know from which category or whatever, where the athletes who had really tough life in like childhood or like some obstacles to go to go through yeah. uh, through, and then I was thinking later on, and I'm like, and I think that fits for mums too yes. because it's it's quite hard to do all the training and end the normal life and taking care of the the family. Then that it makes you a good athlete in the race yeah because it's like this is so difficult then later the race is is kind of easy yeah it's not easy but if you know what i mean and i just 
you're able to you're able to deal with not just setback yeah. but with things going maybe not the way you want them to go um for example if you put your if you put ruby down for a nap uh, i know when we were working out what would be the best time to do this interview you said well ruby normally s- sleeps between this time and this time so let's do it then but you know as well as i could do that it could have come to today and for some reason ruby didn't want to sleep at this time and so you have to be constantly adapting to these sorts of changes and, and in, on, in a race situation over full distance that's what you're doing all day is constantly yeah. adapting and changing so yeah that's that's right and well the, the whole phone uh, zoom call with the psychologist was about uh, us athlete now with the um covid 19 situation that if if we survive this it will make everyone a stronger athlete yes, exactly. because again you have to adapt you have to be flexible with your training if you're in lockdown you have to just you know use whatever what you've got m- with you yeah. milk boxes for for your gym and, yep. and you know just yep. things like that so it was like earlier when we were talking strong. well like make you stronger and that's what we're talking about with pablo de pina obviously a spanish athlete who's doing it you know we know that the spanish athletes are doing it tougher than Nearly every other athlete in the world, bar probably yeah. Italy, they've had the, the 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 strongest lockdown. And, and in fact, they've had a proper lockdown. Let's be honest. Um, yeah, and someone like Pablo that lives in an apartment who has not been allowed outside for anything other than essential activities such as shopping, every single bit of his training has been done in the confines of his apartment. Um, yeah. I can't even imagine. And I think it was the forty forty five days straight that he's had to do that. Uh, and he's, you can see that it's starting to get him down a little bit now, but I just feel like um, he is going to be a force to be reckoned with once he's allowed back out uh, and, what, you know, because he's going yeah. to be able to deal yeah. with any sort of crap that comes his way. Let's be honest. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. It will it will make make him strong. And, yeah, I, I just saw an email with him and the challenge family, what we had, and I've, I'm just... Amazed that he's he's still able he's to still sane. write an to, email. Yeah, I, know, I said the same. It's oh, horrible. It's, yeah, uh, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Now, of yeah. course, talking about Challenge Family, you are recently signed on as an official professional ambassador uh, for Challenge Family. Um, tell us a little bit more about that. You've you've done quite a few Challenge races in uh, during your career. <clears throat> Excuse me, my voice is going. Um, but just yeah, tell us a little bit about your Challenge Family ambassadorship role. Uh, yeah, so I, I was really excited when this um, ambassadorship role <laughs> was offered to me uh, beginning of the year because I've done so many challenge races that I could, you know, talk at another Belinda Coffee <laughs> meeting. <laughs> yeah. um, but like, I think last year, 2019, I've done, uh, I've specially focused doing challenge races because there was a challenge bonus. That's right, the world uh, bonus, yep. <clears throat> yeah, world bonus and... and it worked out perfectly and left every single race and um, it was a huge bonus to, at, at the end of the year for it as well. Of course you won it. Um, let's, let's get that out there straight away. You, you won the World <laughs> Challenge Family World bonus last year, which was awesome for us to see. Yeah, and and I, I love many of the challenge races, but one, one particular one is uh, Challenge Chamorin, the championship. And it's also mainly because this is a special time of the year where I fly to Europe, see my family and race in a neighbor country. So I'm from Czech Republic and the race is in Slovakia. So it's just a a car drive 
sometimes a long drive because the highways are not that good, but <laughs> it's basically a almost a home race because we speak the same language. And um, I had really great memories uh, for this race. I've raced it three times um, and I couldn't wait to get there again this year, but it's a, it's a different story. Yeah. Um, that race is just so well organized and it's um, it has the best atmosphere. So... Yeah, I'm pretty proud of this one. Yeah. Oh, look, I, I've I've been to that race once now, and it truly is the the venue itself is like no other venue. Um, pretty yeah. spectacular, and yeah, of course the it was supposed to be in the, at the end of May this year. It has been postponed for now, um, to later in the year. But it's it's uh, with all races this year, even the ones that have been postponed, it's a little bit of like uh, watch this space, so to speak. Yeah, up in the uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, this. It's it's tough for everyone for the race organizers and I I just hope everyone can survive this year and then next year will be everyone back back to normal back all the races back to normal yeah, yeah yeah me too me I do too and look I'd love nothing more than for us to at least try and sneak in a couple of um great events at the end of the year so even if we're talking November December of course it's impossible and I know there's been a fair bit of talk lately we've and I wanted to talk to you about this, Radka. We just had the announcement, obviously, on Tuesday this week of the Challenge uh, Daytona slash PTO World Champs um, in Daytona, Florida, in December. Uh, and there's a little bit of controversy because, obviously, some people are, uh, have the attitude of, well, why would you, why would you possibly want to um, launch a race of that magnitude in such a climate Um and the way there, there are others, and I think majority of the professional athletes that are thinking, oh, my gosh, this is something I can really focus on. It's not till December. Yeah. Surely if there's any chance of the world working itself out with this coronavirus, then it will be then and, and maybe, just maybe. And, and I always think, okay, yeah, maybe it wasn't perfect timing. There's no doubt. But what is perfect timing in this situation? Do we just say, ah, forget it, just let's forget 2020 ever happened and we'll just move forward to 2021? Well, that's quite easy for a lot of athletes to say that aren't depending on it, that their bread and butter, that their livelihood's not depending on making money. But for many of our pro athletes, as you know, prize money is is 80%. Sometimes for some athletes, it's 100% of their financial income. So if we can try and give them just one race that they can at least look to and focus on, then I say give it to them. So I, I applaud Challenge Daytona and, and PTO, and, and I know you've got some great um, things to tell to say about the PTO. Um, you've already received some help this year being a PTO member. Is that correct? Yes, definitely. I I have nothing bad to say about this idea, and I'm really excited that there is the professional triathlon organization because this is, I think, the best what we could ask for and and you know this like you said there's no good timing to announce anything in this time because people losing jobs and people trying to just survive this thing but to have something to look forward to this is actually something what can help people who are in lockdown like Pablo for example yeah, exactly to, yeah. to to focus on and say okay this is this is what I'm focusing on and that's going to get me through the tough time and and um you know, there's no racing, so there's no, no income for us athletes. But also if, even if we have sponsors, the sponsors are sponsoring us because we are racing. Exactly. And if we don't race, 
uh, it's it's also tough for them. They they don't have any promotion, and no. the only way we can promote them is if, for example, Challenge Daytona and PTO are putting up such a huge race, which it's gonna have amazing coverage and the best at least in the world, and then. That that can save all of us. Oh, that's I think. right, especially with sponsors, and of course, a lot of sponsors are doing it tough themselves, and they've been forced to. Also, I know quite a few pro athletes, and this is something that a lot of our other of our age group athletes don't realize that a lot of pro athletes their contracts have had to be split, have been cut by fifty yeah. percent, up to fifty percent in some cases. Um, you know, because I've spoken to a few of my friends who've said, "Oh well, it shouldn't really matter if some pro athletes if they can't race because aren't they making most of their money from sponsors?" Well, yes, you know, a lot of our top athletes are making majority of their of their income from sponsors. But what you don't realize is a lot of these sponsors now can't afford to pay their athletes in this climate. So I know some yeah. that have taken cuts of up to fifty percent. Some have taken full cuts. Um, so it trickles down. I have, yeah, I have the same experience. I have to say, I won't name uh, which sponsor, but I had a call uh, actually yesterday, and it's tough for everyone. And um, I, I love my sponsor and. I will support to do whatever they need to do. Yeah. And I just believe the next year will be fine again. But exactly that's the thing. We need to race. And, and I was actually saying that we realized that, okay, spon- uh, triathlon is a individual sport. But without all the support everywhere through the mm-hmm. whole world, it's there's no sport. No. There's no triathlon. That's right. So, like, you think you, you are you are a athlete. And you don't need anyone, but you need everyone. You need everyone. You need, yep. Yep. You no, need I agree. people who produce parts. You need people who send you stuff. Who need You need people who, you know, make the races. You need yeah. all that. Oh, yeah. So it's, 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 it's definitely a, a team thing. effort. So, yeah, a team effort. And, you know, everywhere in the news is all in this together. And it sounds like a cliche, but it's if you true. think. It's true. I know. It's so know true. It is. It's it really so is. true. Oh, so yeah, I know, I know. yeah. And look, even with me, and 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 obviously, I'm in the same boat as you, but uh, from a different perspective. In that, you know, I live for events, and and I love events, and and I make a good chunk of my income from events as well. So I I understand how you feel, but I think the biggest thing for me, and what I've realised the most, is just how much I love going to events and working events because I get to see all you guys, and it's just. It just feels so strange for me to be already into May and, and I was lucky enough to attend a couple of events. I got to go to Challenge Wineker and I got to go to Mooloolaba. So I, mm-hmm. got, I got my little fix there and I got to see catch up with a lot of, of athletes. But, yeah, it's just that's the thing I'm missing the most. And I, um, yesterday, Beth, when I asked you guys for a photo of you at the finish line with, your, with, your, with Ruby and also with her with Marlo and Wynn, and um, she sent through that photo of you and I and her enjoying a glass of wine at the end of a race oh, and I just I know oh I couldn't it just it almost made me start to cry because I just thought this is what I miss the most traveling the world and getting to catch up with some of the most precious people um, and we're so lucky that in our sport sport of triathlon not just the professionals but the age group athletes as well as well are just such genuinely good people on a whole yeah, yeah. on a whole yeah yeah it's um yeah I also miss that it's I love racing, but the whole atmosphere before and after the race is just, it's just something we live for, I guess. Yeah. And I actually missed the glass of wine with you. 
you know, oh, that oh. seems to be all I talk about these days is my is my wine drinking. So that'll be one thing that when when this situation has come to an end and we go back to uh, whatever normal life will be post Corona is um yeah I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to back off the wines because it's it's starting to take over my life just a touch. Um, so yeah. yeah. It's funny you talk about it because now uh, every night Netflix and a glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> it's become the new norm, exactly, right? It's like, oh, uh, next day survive, tick. Yes, oh. it's true. I do it every night. And, and uh, I, I just spoke to a friend before and she was so proud of herself because she said we just had a week detox from wine and wow. sugar. And I said, wow, oh a whole God. week. It almost, it felt like she was saying a whole six months. And I said, wow, a week. I said, I think I've, I've done well and I've had one night. <laughs> Of, of sugar and wine, so I'm going to have to re- reevaluate my um my my limits. I'm going to have to try and go for at least seven days. It's it could kill me, but but we'll we'll see. It's good to set new goals as as we. Yeah, you know it it uh, got that far that I came from a bike ride and Ruby goes to the fridge, opens it and puts out a beer glass and says "Mummy" <laughs> and oh, takes the no. other daddy. I'm like, oh my god! I think we have to oh. we have to change something. <laughs> This is what I need. I need a child to do this for me. I don't have one. So there's no self-control around here. That is my problem, Radka. No, but this, that's the problem. That's the opposite. She's offering <laughs> she's to. So she's making I'm it like, sound like it's okay. Ruby, it's not even lunchtime. Please put it back. <laughs> she was oh. so cute. It's like she was offering us a cupcake, you know, and I'm like, oh, no, that's no, not that's good. Not, no, it's like, oh, are we that bad? Where's she? Because we know kids only get this from somewhere, so it's like, yeah, where's she getting this from? This is not us, is it? And oh. I was, I was joking because I was like, she used to play with swim goggles and bike shoes, and now look, she's giving, she's giving us. us wine glasses and then beer glasses. And, oh, I tell you, yeah, that's oh. funny. And I did see, actually, I did see a video the other day of little Rubes, gorgeous little thing, that Brad has actually taught her to make a little espresso. I like that. Now that oh, I'm, oh yeah, yep, yep. She she's good. She's she's offering me the coffee even, you know, when I'm making dinner. She's like, Coffee time, mummy. Coffee time. <laughs> well we just need to work on that. They're just finer points. We can work on when the coffee's needed. But uh you know, if we can teach her to get you one before that first session in the morning, that's that's perfect. Yeah. No, but I, I think she, she knows when I need it. Like she looks at me. She looks at you and can I see look when like you need I'm coffee. gonna break down. She's like, Coffee time <laughs> Oh, I love it though, that's hilarious. She she actually did that on, on a flight back from some a race and I was like I was so tired and she was a little bit you know jumping all over me and and she I think she recognized that I'm I'm just getting to the end just, of your end of your tether yeah. <laughs> and then she's like coffee time and gave me that card to choose <laughs> <laughs> what to get and I'm like Actually, you know what? Yes. yes. I get coffee and biscuits. Yes. Thanks. Thank you. It's exactly what I need, Rubes. Exactly what I need right now. But it now. was actually helped and and, and it was, so everything was fine. Oh. Now, listen, oh. things, obviously we the world is a big fat unknown right now. We're all hopeful that we will get a few races at the end of the year. We're all hopeful, firstly, that our domestic borders will open and then obviously later, particularly for Australia and New Zealand, that our international borders will open. We know that that's going to be the very last thing too open yeah. it's that's no surprise i know our prime minister's been telling us now all the time that that will be the last thing to open however let's just stay positive um if we can get some races in at the end of the year um obviously our domestic races will be the ones we've got challenge shepparton scheduled for october um we've got yep. 
the, the big one up here in Noosa, Noosa Triathlon scheduled here for the beginning of November. Both those events are still down to go mm-hmm. ahead. Um, would they be two ve- events that you would be keen to, to, do, to obviously do? Oh, yeah. 100%. And I think it would be 100% for the whole Australia. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do too. <laughs> it's like everyone is like shaking for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, I, I agree. And, and I think... I think there's talk that the New Zealand-Australia borders will be open before other international borders, which makes perfect sense, obviously. That would be great, yeah. Uh, And I was actually thinking, but even if we can only have these races as a little uh, Oceana uh, domestic um, competition, I'm counting up all the gun athletes we've got here in Australia and also in New Zealand, and it's still not going to be easy, is it? No, it's there's quite a, f- uh, a lot of uh, strong athletes uh, Australia and New Zealand so it wouldn't be boring that's no, for sure there'll be some good <laughs> racing and and look I was thinking about it and that and at the end of the day that may be exactly what happens that we're just going to have to if we are able to put races on or events on at the end of the year then they may just be specifically for that region for example you know North America has events in North America just for North America the yeah. same within Europe um, and obviously the same within Oceania so as much yeah, as I love have... traveling and going to race and having the best of the best at a race, that still that concept could still work and it could still be insanely competitive racing. Yeah, 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 for sure. Because you no, know, every every single athlete would taper for these uh, races at home, and uh, and then then it makes a a strong competition even when it's just a race at home. I shouldn't uh, say just. Just it, I know. it would be strong. Absolutely. When no, when I, I just think of Sarah Crowley. You know, uh, Ellie Salthaus or oh. or the the Kiwi girls. Yeah, we've got Teresa Adam Adams. Or, yeah, um, yeah, Hannah. Hannah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's so. pretty crazy, and then the men as well. Um, so yeah, it could get it could get very interesting, and it, it could, we could have a, a really cool trans Tasman rivalry here with uh, between New Zealand and Australia, and I think it could be very cool. Um, and as as I said, I think the professional athletes will just be so appreciative if we can have. Oh, any sort everything. of race of any description. I don't think they're going to be um, bitching about who or, or who can or can't attend as long as we can have something. Yeah, even I think even if you would organise a race at your backyard, backyard. everyone would come. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, I promise free oh. beer and well wine afterwards. So you know. Oh yeah, I'm I'm in. <laughs> Not till after the race, of course. But um, yeah. I, I like your, I like your thinking. But yeah, look, there is still I I think everyone needs to stay positive and everyone needs to have something that they can look at. And at the end of the day, you know, the doom and gloom, yes, maybe there won't be anything at the end of the year and we can all say that, but I just think, you know, I, I get sh- shitty when I see people say, oh, this is ridiculous. Why did they even bother announcing such and such a race or why did they even bother rescheduling? It's not going to happen. Well, yeah, maybe it isn't going to happen, but settle down. Let's just stay in the here and now and if this is something that can get an athlete through the next two or three months, then what is the problem? Um, exactly. and then we deal with, it's, we deal with the next hurdle when it's, when it's there. Yeah. But it's also, you know, it's not just for us athletes, but also for the race organizers. Exactly. That's their job. Exactly. It's like, if we would be like, why this bookshop wants to be open, it's the same thing. Exactly. Like, no, it's everyone's just trying to survive and everyone's just trying to yeah, make it through yeah. this year any way they can. And, um, yeah. I, I totally agree with you. So I just don't, and I know, I mean, obviously working on the event side, um, both teams, both, on both sides, I know the athletes from that side and also the event organisers, everyone wants the best outcome. Um, exactly. Of course they want the safest outcome and no one's going to put a race on if they 
deem it not to be safe. Um, I know when Malula Bar was on, and that was one of the last races, I still remember that weekend. It was the, the 14th and 15th of March. It was the very last race to go ahead here in Australia. And I know there was a little bit of controversy about it going ahead, but, you know, it was a fantastic event, fantastic event. And I think there was one positive case, and we don't even know if it was even linked to the event. One athlete tested positive. But, you know, for all we know, that person already had it before they came, but no one else ended up with it. It was, it was, a, and I am, I for one, and I think if you ask any athlete, is so glad that that event went ahead. I know you, I know you didn't have a particularly great experience. I know you tried to, I mean, you, I don't think you realized just how bad that foot and mouth was, yeah. but, but you, you were there and you could see that everyone was still pretty happy to be racing. Oh, everyone laughed it. Yeah. Everyone laughed it. And it was a beautiful day. And, I mean, yeah, I've, I've got that email as well that there was a positive case, but I think nothing happened. No, um, there was no more So no. that was good. And, and, and it was great for some of the ITU athletes to have still a, a really good race. Exactly. And then quickly rush back home oh, before back the home borders closed. <laughs> I know. Oh, it was crazy. Oh, I remember um, talking to Els Visser um, from the Netherlands because she's obviously over here training um, with Cam Watts with the Hills District squad. And mm -hmm. she pulled out of the race, and I remember saying to her, "Oh, are you sick? Are you okay?" And she goes, "No, no, I, I have to, I have to get to Brisbane and get on an, on a plane." <gasps> and I said, yeah, "What?" Yeah. And she goes, "My visa's yeah. about to run out, and I, I've been told they're closing the borders. I need to go to New Zealand and turn get my visa renewed." And I'm like, "Oh, yeah. this is crazy! I, I, I get goosebumps just thinking about it now." And I just think, "How is she going to do it?" And anyway. The story that she told me, because, of course, I messaged her as soon as she got back. I said, how did you go? And she goes, oh, she, goes, she got to New Zealand. She's supposed to stay the night. But then she was told that the Australian Australia was closing all its border, international borders the next day. So they had to put her on a plane that night. So she basically flew straight over, straight back, just made it back in. And I just thought that was just, it's one of the most insane stories I've ever heard. But typical Elle, she took it all in a stride. She's an incredible athlete, incredible young wow. woman. Um, and I'm sure, I'm sure at the end of the day, if she had have explained her, her situation to immigration, they could have done something for her, but it was such an, un we were all in such unknown territory. No one knew what was going to happen. No one so. knew. And we were almost <laughs> laughing about it. I know. Like, we were. Borders closing? Oh, really? <laughs> but crazy. I know I talked to Andrea Yuid. Yeah. She was at the race of and course, she's like, yeah. oh, I'm, I'm flying, I'm flying home now. Uh, I'm rebooking flights because the de next day the borders are closed and, <sighs> and all that. And there was more athletes like everyone just trying to get get back home. home and then you know we had yeah. all those athletes from from the uk and also from from the rest of europe trying to get home yeah. it was just I, I think about it now and like you said i don't think any of us fully grasped the situation at yeah. hand because we've never had to and i look no. back at it now i actually sat down about oh about two weeks ago and, and went over and i just thought that weekend was crazy we were all in denial not in denial but we just didn't realize and no, now I look back no. and I think those athletes must have just been, it, what a horrible thing to have to do such a high-end race and such a fast, normally they would stay one or two days, yeah. they might even stay a week, yeah, come up course. to Noosa, yeah. but straight back on an aeroplane, straight back home and then straight but, into lockdown. Ugh, yeah. That's crazy. You know, so many ITU athletes, they have like the whole year or season pre-planned, like yep. here and this and training camp in between and suddenly they're like, I don't know where I should go. Like no, that's right. This is like and and that was still where the Olympic Games were still still meant to be going, going ahead. ahead. That's right. So oh. no one was like, yeah, 
Very oh. strange. I, uh, yes. Just, yeah, I definitely yeah. did not think that I would be uh, going through such a situation in my lifetime, that's for sure. But, yeah, but, and I, I hope no one will again go through this. No, I do too. I, I, I do too because as much as I think, like you said, we'll all come out the other side uh, stronger, stronger, more sympathetic to a lot of issues in the world, which I think would be the mm. greatest thing. But, yeah, I, I um, certainly... Oh, don't wish it on anyone. That's for sure. I don't want. I don't wish it on on our future generations. I hope that we can all oh, learn from no. this and that it doesn't happen again. Yeah, yeah. But Rads, um, finishing up now because I know I've already kept you for at least. Oh, I think we've been over over an hour and a half because I, I, of course I had a little chat to you before we officially started, as we always do. Because <laughs> I, I love to have a little catch up with you. Um, um, lastly, uh, obviously, I hope I get to see you at an event somewhere around the world or within Australia this year. I hope so. I especially yep. hope that we get to see you and Brad up here in Noosa because obviously you did live up here for quite some time and we still feel like uh, we need you up here. I know the girls oh, miss you I greatly. need you girls. <laughs> we talk about you a lot. And, and lastly, we definitely need to make sure that next time we catch up that there is dinner and red wine involved post-race. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh. I think Ruby can serve it to us uh, by then. Actually, you know what? <laughs> by the time we actually get to this next event, I think Ruby will be old enough to be able to serve us uh, a little drop of wine. I like that idea. Yeah, or, or hopefully hopefully not old enough to drink with us. No, 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 no. Definitely not that. We'll, <laughs> no, leave, we'll nah. leave that for a few more years yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, listen, Rads, yeah. thank you for your time as always. It's an absolute pleasure. You are one of my absolute favourite uh, professional athletes on the circuit you're just an absolute sweetheart that happens to be exceptionally good at what she does so you know it's a win-win when we get to talk to you so thank you and thank you for everything that you do for challenge family it's uh, it's an honor having you as a challenge family ambassador thank you belinda so much and it was great to catch up with you and i i hope you give me another call soon <laughs> oh absolutely this time this time i'll wait till a little later and then I, you know we can have a little chat over over a sneaky glass of red <laughs> yes that's right <laughs> thanks right. so much Rex, have, a, have a good day you too i'll speak to you again soon bye yeah bye. bye 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 thanks for listening to coffee calls with belinda i really hope you enjoyed listening if you'd like to continue listening and stay updated on our latest podcasts then please subscribe it would also be great if you could rate our podcast and leave us a review if you have any specific questions you'd like me to ask the athletes, then please send through to the following email address, podcast at challenge family.com. The making of these podcasts would not be possible without the wonderful help of our great partners, Powerbar, Otso, Zone 3, Lubos Billick at LB Training, Sport No Limit Group and VeloSoc. But for now, thanks so much for listening and I'll be back soon for another coffee.